0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, reload for the future. Which position does BYU football need to recruit the most right
1: now? The winningest QB in BYU history, Maximus Hall, previews the poinsettia bowl what does he expect from Tanner Mangum in San Diego. Plus, we're
0: two-on-one with sophomore running back Squally Canada, why he's ready for this year's bowl game to go a whole lot better than last year's <laughs> bowl game. Let's go. This is
1: BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan.
0: We are live in Radio Vision, BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, December 14th, one day closer Mm. to the Poinsettia Bowl. One week away! Woo! Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with all-independent third-team
1: broadcaster, Jerem Jordan. There's a lot of competition, uh, so it's kind of a big honor uh, for me. I know you were honorably mentioned, which is cool. Yeah, um, yeah. But to make the third team uh, among all the media that cover it, that's pretty great um, on this fictional list. Notre Dame... BYU Army And UMass. And UMass. So a lot of competition there.
0: Yeah, we came in just behind the Minutemen and they're always ready. They're always
1: ready, let's be honest. Uh, Army, they're very disciplined. Notre Dame, they have the tradition. And then there's us.
0: Let's be honest though. Okay? (laughs) Because we weren't
1: honest a moment ago.
0: Well, sometimes we need to I don't know why that that is the case in the English language where we let I'm gonna I'm gonna say something really like
1: honest right now. Yeah, just pull a Charles Barkley. Just say, "Let me tell you something." It's just a transition phrase into another topic, or I here's I say my my crutch there is. Well, here's the thing. Here's the,
0: the thing. What thing? Or let's be real because we weren't real. Yeah,
1: because yeah, we weren't real before. <laughs> so let's be honest. Phil Steele, nice, released we've worked, we've his
0: all independent awards for college football. Teams. There
1: used to be like. There used to be a more official version of this. I don't know where that went. It, maybe no one cares anymore.
0: And our boy Fred Warner, BYU junior linebacker Federico, was not included
1: on in the first that team. First team list. I didn't see if he was on the second team. I didn't even look at the first team. I don't really care.
0: There is more validation to Ty Detmer praising you for your impersonation yes. of him, than Phil uh, Steele recognizing Fred Warner as an all-independent first-team linebacker. There's only
1: four teams. There's not ten teams in a league and it's voted on by the media or coaches. We know that teams. Fred
0: Warner is good. Just because Phil Steele doesn't include him in his first-team all-independent yeah. Yeah. squad so, doesn't make Fred Warner any less of an NFL prospect.
1: So, And it's not about NFL prospect. It's about... Being on the all independent team or whatever.
0: Well, Fred found out about this and he responded to it.
1: As if I didn't have enough motivation already. <laughs> He's ticked.
0: <laughs> Is he hey. really ticked, though?
1: There was no emoji, Spencer.
0: There was no emoji? Therefore, on the Twitter that's machine, that's real. Okay. Yeah. When do we get the sarcasm font for Twitter, by the way?
1: Oh, I, I need this. Because you can't read tone in text very easily. So I, because I don't I don't work on tone very much. Can't, so people get the wrong message from me a lot.
0: Can't sarcasm font be like Comic Sans or something? Can't yeah, it'd be nice? It would be yeah. really sans, easy for them script. to implement that, right? Yeah, I don't know. Just, I want this to be sarcastic. Click. Just assume it's sarcastic from me most of the time. I do. Yeah, especially from you. I love you, man. The snark NATO, <laughs> Jeremy Jordan. <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation As if I Nation didn't have motivation
1: already, Spencer. Yeah,
0: well, I'm going to give you a whole lot more today. <laughs> game day for BYU football one week away. The Cougars preparing to face the Wyoming Cowboys yeah. in the Poinsettia Bowl in San Diego on the 21st. Head coach Kalani Satake says his team will absolutely enjoy the whole bowl game experience while getting ready to play. Just watch out for Shamu.
2: When we're at SeaWorld, we'll have fun and get wet, I guess. And when we're at a... On the football field, we'll play hard and practice. So we'll, we'll get some opportunities to work out, too, and, and get in the weight room. So uh, I don't think it's going to be a problem. They're not going to be. It's not like it's going to be too hard for us to focus.
0: Do you doubt Kalani Satake that he will be able to motivate and get his team focused in San Diego?
1: I really hope that he comes from the school of Kyle Winningham, who's tremendous in bowl games. They
0: just win bowl games, yeah, right? That's,
1: that's probably the best thing about Utah's program. They finish the season strong. Uh, Jim Fredette's the Asia Basketball Player of the Month. How could he not be? I never thought that we would say those words on this program. He's averaging 38 points per game, 8.7 rebounds. That's probably more shocking than 38 a game. While shooting 41% from three. Last night, Fredette had 38 in a Shanghai Sharks win over Stefan Marbury and the be- Beijing Ducks. Oh, how about that? Huh? So Jimmer Fredette is matched
0: up with all these former NBA guys in China. Granted, Marbury's a lot older. Oh, I know. As is Carlos <laughs> Boozer, right? Starberry. <laughs> yes. He's he, still playing. He hit his season average of 38. That's pretty good. He's 38, averaging man. 38 points.
1: 38.
0: Two more, Jimmer. Let's go, man. Amy Boswell is a first-team All-American named by the American Volleyball Coaches Association. Yeah. Last year, Boswell, a third-team All-American. She jumped two spots this year. Congratulations to Amy. And freshman McKenna Miller was named the third team. One of only five freshmen to make one of the three All-American teams. Outstanding.
1: Congratulations. And BYU's had a first-team All-American in the last four years. BYU is the best non-Power 5 volleyball program in the country. And they're a top-ten program right now, which is amazing. So congrats. BYU will miss Amy Boswell and Whitney Howard next season. But they bring back a lot of talent on that team. Michelle Vasconcelos was named to the Hero Sports All-America team. They just named 11, and Michelle Murphy Vasconcelos was on it. Remember, she was snubbed from the NSCAA All-American teams. Uh, I don't even believe she was honorably mentioned, which was a That's ridiculous.
0: That's ridiculous. She was the West Coast Conference Player yeah. of the Year, and she couldn't get an honorable yeah. mention. So
1: Hero Sports, they rank all the heroes in society, I guess. Uh, including women's soccer, I don't know what they do. But uh, they put her on the All-American list, which is great. I think they have Captain America on that same list. Let's be honest, Jerem, and real. Because we haven't been.
0: Because here's the thing. (laughs) BYU Sports Nation (laughs) only cares what the BYU Sports Nation awards are,
1: right? That's right. And we (laughs) award Michelle Vascocellos the National Player of the Year award. Congratulations.
0: To be honest and real. From us. Because that's the thing.
1: Yeah, and we're not biased at all.
0: Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are
1: we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports
0: Nation. Reload, restore, and roll out. BYU football, now seven days from a 12th consecutive bowl game. How about that? The immediate future presents Wyoming at the Poinsettia Bowl in San Diego. But beyond December 21st, remains a horizon of big-time opportunity. And I speak specifically about aggressive independent schedules for the Cougars, which are now requiring more aggressive recruiting. You want to match up well with the likes of LSU, Wisconsin, Utah, Mississippi State? It starts with recruiting. And today marks the first day for BYU to get some guys that could make an immediate impact next year because today is the first day that mid-year junior college transfers can sign with teams. That period goes through January 15th, and Kalani Satake said BYU plans
1: to sign at least one mid-year JC transfer. Which brings us to today's Twitter question. What position uh, group does BYU football need to recruit the most? Remember, use the hashtag BYUSN. This is where BYU got handsome Taniello and Nick Kurtz and Devon Blackman and Jordan Leslie and those kind of players. So it's an important period of time because those guys – come in and make an impact right away. Use hashtag BYUSN at Cisco Roo. Offensive line, got to get more big, nasty, uglies up front.
0: That's important. The trenches are always going to be discussed here because yes. that's where it starts, right? Mm-hmm. The point of contact for football is on the lines. So what do you think? What position does BYU football need to recruit the most? Jerem, where do you start?
1: Okay, We'll each give three. So I'm going to start with the wide receivers, which brings us to the set of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. For the second straight year, BYU will graduate three of its top four receivers. That's an issue. That's an issue. Kurtz, Juergens, and Pearson this year. The year before, it was uh, Matthews and Blackman Hauk. and Halk. So, th- yeah, that's an issue. Listen, BYU is going to be a rush first team under Tide Edmonds' pro style offense. So, it's not the most important position on the offense per se. But you need to have dudes that can stretch the field, that can catch it when it's thrown, okay? Uh, 47% of the receiving yards overall are going to graduate this year. That's a lot, right? And and you're top guys. So I start with offensive line. Second, or sorry, wide receiver. Second, offensive line. I jumped myself. False start, five yard, first and 15. BYU wants to run the rock and control games. Playing tougher schedules means they rely on uh, the run. BYU needs to win the battle in the trenches. So they need more offensive linemen. And you can't have just five. You have to have eight to ten because you have injuries. It happens. You have situations where you just need depth there. In fact, I would say that's the position BYU needs the most depth of any position. Offensive line. On the team. Ten might not be a re- realistic, but go after it. okay? And I think BYU traditionally can recruit good offensive linemen. They went to a go fast, go hard, and they thinned the guys down and wanted them to be faster. It's totally different now. It's going to take two or three years to kind of get the guys you want. BYU redshirted Kiefer Longson because they think he can be one of those guys. They were tempted to play him this year. They did not. He'll have four years after this. Plus, O-line, you get a guy now, a freshman, he probably goes on a mission. Red shirts? It takes like four years for that guy to really be an impact player. And then third, defensive line. If you play a 4-3, you have to have four good defensive linemen. BYU had 29 sacks this season, 23 from the D-line. That's only six out of the top 20. That was pretty good. And I didn't think BYU was that good uh, at getting pressure on the quarterback. Sacks is the ultimate, right? Uh, but pressure on the QB is the first thing to a great defense. That's what Sataki and Tuiaki built at Utah. That's what they will do at BYU. So I expect this defensive line to get real good in a hurry. For me, I agree
0: with you. I think wide receivers are the place that the Cougars need to start just because they lose a trifecta of very productive guys. And you need some playmakers right away, especially with the arm that Tanner Mangum has. Go out and get somebody that can get deep into the secondary, that can get past that first level and get through contact and make a big play down the field. Like those guys have been doing it at the JC level. Like it is easier to transition from the junior college ranks than it is from the high school ranks just because the level of competition, understandably, is higher. So go get some playmakers to fill up that void. The next position for me is the tight end. BYU and Ty Detmer want to use the tight end, they need a guy that has great hands, that can block, that can come in and be a Chad Lewis, or be a Johnny Harleen, be Dennis Pitta. And I know those are like the best that BYU has had in the last 15 or 20 years, or Doug Jolly even. Where is that guy going to come from?
1: We're still waiting post-Dennis Pitta for that guy. It's
0: been a it's been while, seven right? Seven years. Seven years since BYU it had doesn't like doesn't need to be a...
1: Dennis Pitta. Just be, just be decent.
0: Well, in last year it was Taron Houck. He was a big receiver, but the way he the wasn't. BYU's offense lined up, yeah, he, he played in, in this the offense. He's got to be a
1: hand in the ground yes. guy. Yes, Taron Hawk was flexed out. He's it <laughs> he was a receiver. He wasn't tight end.
0: BYU, if they want to use the tight end, why not look now for a guy that's excelling at the junior college level or maybe a transfer? Who knows? Then the offensive line, and the reason I put offensive line third and not higher on the list is because I feel like Mike Empey has a good grasp already with the guys he has in his core. I know he wants to recruit more to the offense, specifically that Ty Detmer wants to run, but he's done a fantastic job moving the offensive line mentality from a spread zone block format to everybody's got to put your hands on the ground and we want to run the rock right at the defense. He he hasn't even had a full year to do that. Some of those guys had never even put their hand on the ground in spring football.
1: It's pretty crazy. That's so, a different offense. With
0: what he has done in less than a year, I like his chances. He'll reload, but that, that's why it's third on the list. Conversation happening right now. Use the hashtag BYUSN. What position does BYU football need to recruit the most? At Haste the Chase, wide receiver. I have a need, a need for speed. <laughs> Coming up, 2-1 with Squally Canada. But first, the all-time winning is BYU quarterback Max Hall. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. When you respond, use the hashtag BYUSN. We are asking today, what position does BYU football need to recruit the most right now? The
1: Fan Fest uh, is in San Diego Saturday. We'll be there live. Now, this has moved up 30 minutes, our show, that is, uh, to 5.30 to 7.30 Eastern time. So it was 6 to 8. Now it's 5.30 to 7.30 Eastern time. We're going to take uh, advantage of some daylight. So hang out with us Saturday, San Diego, at uh, the what is it, Embarcadero Park. Uh, they're on the water. It's going to be awesome.
0: 2.30 local time, if you're in San Diego and you want to come hang out with us at the actual location, get yeah, there by come 2.30. come get Spencer's
1: autograph. <laughs> He'll have yeah. signed pictures of himself to hand out. Come get the all-independent
0: <laughs> Honorable Mention Broadcaster's <laughs> autograph. I thought
1: you were second team. No you, and I was
0: third team. You called me Honorable Mention.
1: Well, I just wanted to mention you honorable. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. such a funny No, you process. one-upped
0: me in that, man.
1: You shall be mentioned in an honorable way.
0: At Speedy Sunshine tweets in, wide receiver and running back—the position BYU football needs to recruit the most. We need goats <laughs> who can score the rock. Can't win without points. The greatest of all times. The greatest of all times. Goats. Yes, goats goat is
1: misused. It should be. O- it should only be used for the greatest of all time. One person.
0: We need goats. In
1: given thing. We need goats. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that we have that drop available yeah. at any point. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is former BYU quarterback, the winningest He's the quarterback of all time. Yes, that is right. <laughs> Max Hall. Max, nice to have you back on the show.
2: Hey, guys. How are you doing?
0: Fantastic. And uh, congratulations, Class 3A state yeah. champion for Queen Creek All-American Ameri- yeah, Leadership Academy as the offensive coordinator. Pretty cool stuff, Max.
2: Oh yeah, it was a great year, man! It was, what a fun year to do that with those kids. We had a good group, uh, coachable kids. They worked hard and um, to go. Out, we battled through a bunch of injuries and stuff and made it all the way and won it. So it was, man! It was a lot of fun as a coach to do that. Uh,
1: the bowl games in San Diego. Last time we chatted about uh, you working out a lot. Do you have that beach body ready that you've been uh, talking to us about?
2: You guys, you guys kill me. You know that you guys, <laughs> you guys. This is all I'm going to say, is that the morning of the of the bowl game, to get ready, I am going to take the 130-pound dumbbells for a ride on the incline. <laughs> guarantee that, okay?
0: Yes. Settle up. <laughs> Facebook Live that, Max. We all need to partake in that. For a ride. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you think about yeah, BYU? I don't know if that's going on Facebook.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we can talk about that more later. In the meantime, let's talk about sure. BYU and Wyoming. They're playing for the first time in six years and matching up in a bowl game. What do you think about the matchup with the Cowboys?
2: You know, I, I think it's great. You said it was uh six years since the last time that BYU, Wyoming's played, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's always, that's always been kind of a little bit of a rivalry game between uh, BYU and Wyoming. So for them to meet in a bowl game after six years, I think is going to be, I think it's going to be a high intensity game. I think Wyoming's really going to want to want to beat BYU and, um, so I think it's going to be fun. I think it's a great matchup. Wyoming's got a good team this year. You know BYU's got to come to play, and it should be a, should be a good game.
1: The context was different in many ways, but I want to uh, look at the 08 uh, Vegas Bowl against Arizona. That was an Arizona team with Rob Gronkowski and his brother. They were hungry. They were in a bowl game for the first time in a while, and that was something that uh, you had to be prepared for. What kind of difference did that make playing a team that was really, really excited to be there that year, like Wyoming this year?
2: Yeah, no, it it makes a huge difference. And uh, that junior year, we just came off off of a a loss to Utah, a pretty bad loss to Utah. And so it was hard for us. I think, uh, you know, that affected us going into the bowl game while U of A came in, like you said, hungry, ready to go. And, you know, to their credit, they outplayed us, and they beat us in the bowl game. So BYU definitely needs to stay focused, stay hungry, and coming with a mindset to win the game, um, and not get caught up in all the other bowl game stuff that is very easily to get distracted by because you can guarantee Wyoming and those boys are going to come and they're going to be tough and they're going to hit hard and they're going to get everything they got to win that game, especially against BYU. Wyoming does not like BYU. So that's why I'm saying it's going to be a heated game. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to watching it.
0: Tanner Mangum is again thrust into the spotlight after a Taysom Hill injury, this time making his first start in Tide Detmer's pro-style offense. He does have Jamal Williams behind him. What do you expect from Tanner Mangum making his first start of the sophomore season in a bowl game scenario?
2: You know, I'm a little bit cliche, but I expect him to go out there and execute. You know, Tanner has all the abilities as a quarterback and uh, has all the tangibles that you want and uh, all, all the talent in the world. I think one of the knocks that I've kind of heard about him uh, last year and kind of going into this year is that he's had trouble uh, grasping the offense and really kind of understanding what's going on and being able to make all the checks and make all the right decisions in that offense. So I think this is a chance for Tanner to come out and show everybody that he's capable of doing that, capable of grasping this pro-style offense that um, Ty has put together and kind of give us a glimpse of, you know, what it's going to be like with him at quarterback for the next few years. So I think it's a big game for him, not just because it's a bowl game and to go win, but a chance for him to show, you know, that he can handle this offense and, you know, take over and be the leader of this team for the next few years.
1: Give us an idea, since you played, uh, you know, in the NFL and had to learn multiple playbooks in high school, college, and, and in the pros, of what it's like to be a quarterback and have to learn a totally different system and how long that takes.
2: Yeah, it, it just it totally depends, but um, the, the best um, – I had to do it two times because I actually ran a, a wing T-style offense in high school. Winged all T under, uh,
1: at Mountain I ran View? The
2: wing T at Mountain View. Did you drive and a Model T, probably, too? Get out of here. Come on now. <laughs> hey, we took that winged T and went all the way to the ship with it, okay? And I only threw the ball. I only threw the ball 15 times a game. Wow. Um, but you know, I would a lot a lot of my games I was 12 for 15 or something like that and I'd have five touchdown passes. So <laughs> we had a really good team. But you know, I had to go from being an under center uh quarterback going to BYU and I had to learn how to be a shotgun quarterback and and learn uh how to be a quarterback in that system. Then after BYU I had to go back and learn a pro style offense, West Coast uh, deal in, in the NFL, so it it takes work, um, it takes time, but if if you put in the study and the effort and work with your coaches, you can make it happen. And so Tanner's now had a chance to be in this all spring. He's had a chance to sit and learn summer, and now the this whole season. And I think he should be able to go out there and play and do well in this offense. And I guess we'll see in the bowl game.
1: Did John Beck have the same coaching staff and and uh, philosophy? Did he run the wing T before you at Mountain View?
2: No. So the coach that John played for um, got let go after my sophomore year. And then I had a, a new coach come in for my junior and senior year. So um, that was a little bit, John ran the old school, I formation, 22 blast and play action off of that, you know, smash mouth football.
1: Gotcha.
0: Basically what you're telling us is you had it harder than John
2: Beck, right? Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm just <laughs> like, you got D1 scholarships off the wing T. That's pretty good. <laughs>
2: I'm basically saying I had it way harder, and I'm a way better quarterback (laughs) than John Beck is what I'm saying. I'll tell you one thing, though. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing, though. If it wasn't for John Beck and being able to learn from him in high school and in college, I would not have had the career I had. So I can poke fun at John, but I owe a lot to that dude.
0: Max Hall with us on BYU Sports Nation, an offensive coordinator now at Queen Creek American Leadership Academy, fresh off of a state championship. And because of that status, Max, we want to talk about what you think Ty Detmer has done as the offensive coordinator at BYU in his first year. How would you assess year number one with BYU's new offense?
2: Yeah, I I love what he's done. I'm really excited for for his offense and what it's going to do for the future of BYU um, and the program. And I've talked to some of the other coaches on the staff and some of the t- uh, other people that are involved in everything. And they are also very excited and very impressed with, um, Coach Detmer and, and what he's doing. And, um, he's uh, got an unbelievable football mind. He's smart, understands the game really well, obviously playing all those years in the NFL. And, um, so I, I it's, exci- it's exciting. And I think once they get uh, some of the personnel that they need, there to really be good and successful running that offense and as these guys continue to understand it it's just going to get better because you know a pro style offense is going to take a little bit longer to install in a college system um, it takes a little bit longer for guys to get a grasp on what to do and all the different checks and reads and stuff but once once they get it down um, I think Ty's smart enough and we'll have the players around and that it's going to be a really explosive offense for years to come.
1: Do you like this idea? Uh, Because uh, I think it makes sense. Uh, When BYU was really good, they had this schematic, this unique scheme, right? Chuck the ball, five, you know, it it was different. Um, Now in college football, everyone's spread. Hardly any team's are kind of pro-style, run it uh, down your throat. And it seems like, Max, BYU can recruit those kind of positions as opposed to uh, the spread guys. It's just a little harder to get them to come here.
2: No, I, I totally agree, and it's always been harder to get some of the top, top, elite athlete-type dudes um, to come to BYU so that you can run a spread offense, because a spread offense is all about going fast. It's not, about, it's not a ton about scheme. It's just about hurry up and go, and let's find one-on-one matchups, and let's get the ball out of our hands and let our athletes make plays, right? A pro style is much more about scheme and execution and um, putting a lot on the quarterback, making checks, and then using the play-action game to get guys open downfield. Um, I think that that style of offense and what Ty brings in the pass game as well is going to be perfect for the type of kids that are going to become the BYU.
0: One week away from BYU in Wyoming in the Poinsettia Bowl, how is bowl game preparation different from regular season game preparation, Max?
2: Um, uh, it's different in a few ways. Number one, you kind of get you get a couple weeks to prepare. Um, so you get more time to go through everything and, and uh, scheme and do all that. Uh, it's also kind of a weird time in the school year. Lots of times you're taking tests and, and uh, finishing up classes and getting everything done, so there's there's actually kind of a lot going on. So I think it's the teams that can stay focused, get the stuff done, um, make sure they're focused during practice and then the week during the bowl game with all the distractions and interviews and activities and everything that goes on. It's a team that can stay focused on the game, um, and, and go there, make it up more of a business trip, go there to win a football game while enjoying the, all the festivities. So it's different, but what I liked about it is you got more time to prepare. You have a complete year of film on the team. And so, you know, I would expect BYU and, and Ty offensively to go in there with a great scheme and have some, um, uh, good ideas for what to do against Wyoming.
1: Speaking of distraction, uh, I want to confirm, I believe a story you told us, but I'm trying to remember. We were thinking about San Diego and naturally Anchorman. Uh, So 2008 at Utah, the direct snap to Harvey Unga that he scored on, you uh, deceive the defense by giving a signal to Austin Collie. Did you quote Anchorman again? Will you remind (laughs) us of that?
2: Okay, first of all, this was highly confidential, so how (laughs) did you hear about this?
1: Because you told us on the air one time, I thought, or Austin did. Someone no, did. No, I didn't. It might did have
2: been I? Austin. Did you just throw a burrito at me? Was it that line? Oh, geez. You know what? Okay, this is classic. All right. So there, there's, <laughs> there's a there's a scene in that movie where uh, uh, where um, Ron Burgundy throws a burrito out his window and it hits Jack Black on a motorcycle. Right. Remember this? <laughs> <laughs> so Jack, they stop and Jack Black comes up to the window and he goes, "Hey, bro." Did you just throw a burrito at your window? <laughs> so, so right in the middle of my cadence, I stop and I look over at Austin and I, and I gave that line to him. I said, Hey bro. And he looks up at me and goes, What? And I start walking towards him and say, Did you just throw a burrito at your? And then the ball gets snapped and Harvey scores. And we, at, the, at the time, at the time, we thought it was the coolest thing ever. So if there was one positive thing that came out of the Utah game, my junior year, <laughs> It would, be, it would be that play and quoting Anchorman for a touchdown pass against Utah. That's
0: classic, yes. dude.
2: It's so good. It's
0: perfect. It's so and totally good. in the spirit of yeah. San Diego, where BYU is headed to play a bowl game.
2: Fantastic stuff, spirit, Max. In the spirit of Ron Burgundy. And then, you know, of course, Utah fans got to use the whole state classic against me all the time, which I think is actually pretty funny. too. So.
0: <laughs> Max, we need to do this more often, man.
2: Why not? Have me on. Let's do it.
0: Okay, just find some time because we know you're busy and we'll let you get back to those 130-pound dumbbells on the incline right now. But uh, work us into your schedule, man.
2: Yeah, man. Hey, I'll come on any time. You guys are great. Love listening to you guys. You guys do a good job. So, anytime.
0: You got it. Thanks,
1: Max. Stay classy. <laughs> Stay classy.
0: Max Hall on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future.
1: That's it's true. true. That's one of my favorite stories ever.
0: Hi- and he's like, I didn't tell you that. Highly confident. Did we?
1: Did we learn? He it from told, Austin? Us th- I- told us. Someone told us. I think we learned it from Austin. It maybe. was. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Austin. <laughs> this is highly confident. Did you? Just- he's in the middle of a hey, game, bro. Did you just throw a burrito on your window? <laughs> <laughs> Snap! Touchdown! Awesome. That's. <laughs> That's amazing. That's not even like in the top in ten lines game. from that movie. Dude, that is, that's great.
0: That is unbelievable. Up next, Squally Canada. We're two on why this year's bowl game will go a whole lot better than last. Welcome back on a Wednesday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Glad to have you, all of you, with us. And I'm talking to all of you sports friends. If you just missed missed the Max Hall interview, you need to go back and listen to it as soon as possible.
1: How Max Hall got any Division I offers running the Wing T in high school is amazing. That offense, he he got one from Arizona State and BYU had interest, right? Amazing, man. He also told a funny uh, story about uh, Anchorman. Yeah, awesome. Hey, bro. (laughs) 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 That's something we do. So that's why we're like, what? That's amazing. Yeah, After further review, uh, it's coming up after the show today, one Eastern time, about 26 minutes away. Uh, The guys review the 1984 Holiday Bowl against Michigan. Blaine Fowler played a prominent role in that one as BYU won the national championship uh, after that game. So check it out coming up right after the show.
0: Today's BYU Sports Nation headlines version 2.0 starting with this. Game day for BYU football one week from this day. The Cougars take on the Wyoming Cowboys in the Poinsettia Bowl on December 21st. Head coach Kalani Satake says his team will enjoy the whole bowl experience while getting ready to play.
2: When we're at SeaWorld, we'll have fun and get wet, I guess. And when we're at, uh, on the football field, we'll play hard and practice. So we'll, we'll get some opportunities to work out, too, and, and get in the weight room. So uh, I don't think it's going to be a problem. They're not gonna be, it's not like it's going to be too hard for us to focus
1: See you in San Diego. Cannot wait. Uh, With diversity, which I believe is an old wooden ship used in the Civil War era. Yes,
0: Jeremy, I doubt that uh, corporate would care about an old wooden (laughs) ship used in the Civil War
1: era. Are you paying attention? No. Paying attention? No. (laughs) Jim Fredette's the Asia Basketball Player of the Month for November. He's averaging 38 a game, 8.7 boards, shooting 41% from three. Let's just say things are going well. Last night, Fredette had 38 points in a Shanghai Sharks win over Stephon Marbury. And the Beijing Ducks. Amy Boswell
0: is a first-team All-American, according to the American Volleyball Coaches Association. Last year, she was a third-teamer. McKenna Miller takes that spot on the third-team All-American as one of only five freshmen to earn her way onto one of the three All-American teams. Congratulations Very to nice. both Amy and McKenna.
1: And Michelle Vasconcelos, named to the Hero Sports All-American team for women's soccer. She was just one of the 11 players on there. So, well done. She was... Uh, She was uh, jobbed by not being on the NSCAA All-American list, uh, which is the most credible one. Hero sports, pretty cool as well. Last year, you
0: may remember the horrific start to the Las Vegas Bowl that BYU football experienced against Utah. what happened? Something that has never happened in Division I college football until last year. Five possessions, five turnovers, five touchdowns for the opponent. Yet the Cougars still almost come back to win that game. Now, Squally Canada, in a weird situation, was granted the opportunity to play in the Las Vegas Bowl because of transfer rules and all that. So Despite
1: sitting out every other game. Yes, he year. was
0: deemed eligible. Went in, he had one carry. It didn't go well. No, it did not go well. This year, he's intending to have things go much better. At least.
1: Two carries, hopefully.
0: In the Poinsettia Bowl, oh, yeah. yeah. He'll have more than one carry, and it won't be a fumble. Squally, Canada, we are 2-on-1 with him in preparation for the Poinsettia Bowl. Squally, headed to San Diego, back to your home state uh, for the Poinsettia Bowl against Wyoming. How do you manage finals and, and closing all of that up as well as getting ready for you know, a really important bowl game?
3: Oh, yeah. Managing finals and getting ready to go to San Diego. Uh, is a challenge. <laughs> I haven't took one final yet, and uh, finals close on Thursday. So uh, <laughs> I'm trying to tackle finals first before I tackle, um, you know, the bowl game situation. So I'm probably go ahead and handle these finals. I'm going to take two finals today, two tomorrow. And then on top of that, I was trying to study for finals and prepare for Wyoming. I got to sneak in a little bit of film session. Can't just uh, go in there and not know what's going on. So I think today and the rest of this week I'm gonna to try to set aside some time to study some film and prepare for those guys.
1: We know what that's like. You can't go on air without knowing what's going on. You'll look like a fool. <laughs> like uh a complete fool. <laughs> we know that all too well. Uh what are you looking forward to most about this bowl game experience?
3: Um well one, you guys just brought up that the San Diego Chargers and the Raiders are playing, you know, mm-hmm. big Raiders fan, so hopefully on Sunday I could try to slip my way into the Raiders game. Uh other than that I'm I'm looking forward to just going out there and just having a fun time with, with the bros, man, you know. Uh, we got the Monopoly board set up. We got the pool tournaments, the eight-ball tournaments set up, you know, just <laughs> stuff away from the game to just kind of relax. And, and then I'm looking forward to going out there and just balling out one last game with the seniors, um, Jamal. And um, we're going to try to do this game for Taysom, you know. We really wish we could be he could be out there with us. And um, we're just going to go out there and focus and have fun.
0: Full game situation is interesting because you have an extended amount of time off for BYU. It's you know almost four weeks, but Wyoming's dealing with the same thing. So, do you worry at all about rust or you know things not clicking right away when the game starts early?
3: No, I'm not worried about it. At, at, not worried about that at all. That's what practice is for. So uh, you shake that rust off. They gave us a, uh, I think after their last game, Utah State, they gave us a week off, and then we came back into practice, and I was coming off a of stomach flu. And man, I felt like I had not run in years, <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad we uh, got that, that that week of practicing uh, after they gave us that week off. So those two days of practice last week, I think it was Thursday and Friday, I came back and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm glad we we having this. Cause <laughs> I, I can't move at all. I'm not feeling good, out of breath. But um, I don't think the rest will be there at all. We've been um, doing a great job in practice and making sure Tanner Tanner has been. Uh, staying out the practice, throwing balls with receivers and stuff. So he's getting in the groove. So I, th- I don't think there's going to be any rest at all.
1: Wyoming has given up a lot of rushing yards the last couple of games. Do you guys see an opportunity there against that rush defense?
3: Well, um, I didn't know that. That's that's new evidence. That's six
1: ninety against New Mexico. Wow. Do you want just half of that?
3: <laughs> if me and Jamal <laughs> could go for 100 yards apiece, that'd be awesome. I, I, I haven't ran for 100 yards this season. I think any, anybody and everybody's ran more than me. I mean, he has more rushing yards than me. So, But um, if their run game isn't all that strong, well, then we're just going to give him a heavy dose of uh, 21, 22, and 20, and whoever else wants to run the ball.
0: Spencer if,
1: wants to run the ball, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, if you can throw me in there for a few plays, whatever. <laughs> what have you seen from uh, Tanner Mangum in practice that makes you feel confident that he'll be ready to go in the bowl game?
3: That dude can throw the ball, man. Yeah, I think today... It was today. He threw a nice little back show the pass. Oh, it was on the money. It's beautiful. That dude could really throw the ball. And and he's in he's in rhythm with the handoffs. So that's not too hard to get in rhythm with handing the ball off. But um well yeah, we did have a bad exchange against Utah, huh? In my first game. <laughs> no, we had forgotten about that one. <laughs> so I guess I guess you do kinda need to get in rhythm for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. There's there isn't any more bad exchanges between us. Yeah. So Tanner's looking Tanner's looking like Tanner, which like ten, or you expect, man? He's go out. He's gonna go out there and drop dimes.
1: What do you expect uh, in this bowl game? Because last year you got to play in that one, but just the one play. So, what do you expect personally in this one?
3: I expect to go out there and um, get more than one carry and hold on to the ball. Those are, those are just my, goals. My, my, yeah, yeah, no minimum expectations. <laughs> uh, but um, the, the <laughs> you know my expectations is to go out there and just help the team win. I don't. I have personal goals, but. It's not about me or I. It's about a, it's about the team. So just stepping in with Jamal needs that breather, making sure I I get the blocks for Tanner, and um, just making plays so we can win. You know, I it's a great group of guys. Great group of guys. I love the old linemen, Tooney, um Tijan, uh, Drew, Keenan, um, Schoef. Those guys up front, man, are funny, man, and they, I feel like they don't get enough appreciation. So I'm gonna shout out the old lineman and um, who's your guys's uh, 30 seconds of fame. <laughs> just keep doing what y'all doing. But yeah, I'm just I'm excited to play with my guys out there.
0: What will a bowl game win do for a team during an
3: off season? Oh, that's gonna do. I feel like, oh, well, actually, I don't. It, 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 it kind of boosts our confidence a little bit, knowing we finish the season off with a with a W instead of a, a loss. But um, but going into all season, I think our motivation is already there. Looking at our schedule that we have, we got Portland State, and then we got LSU, and then from LSU we have Utah. I think mm-hmm. so. We already we're looking at our schedule, and everybody's prepared, we're getting that extra work in. I've never been part of a team where everybody is willing to work and put their bodies on the line. Like we're doing stadiums last year, and a lot of people could have quit, a lot of people could have folded, but. This group of guys, man, they they get after it during the workouts. They treat workouts like a game. So, I'm excited for the off season and I'm excited for the next season.
0: Squally good luck with
3: finals. Oh.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. And the flight there, we know that's <laughs>
0: a
3: no scary way. thing
1: sometimes. It's only like an hour and 45
0: minutes. The,
3: yeah, the flight I think it's going to be smooth, but um my friends from Washington State are going to be there and um one because
1: them, they play in the Holiday Bowl yeah, a couple they days play later. The
3: Holiday Bowl. Yeah. And one of them's from Oakland, one of my close friends. Um, he's from Oakland, and he told me he's catching the train back. I'm like, how much does the train take? He was like $70. I'm like, man, I should get on the train. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of getting on a commercial flight, i oh, get on the train. <laughs>
0: Words of wisdom from With Squally. Squally Canada. Squally Canada. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Squally. Thank you for having me, y'all. Two-on-one with Squally Canada, the BYU sophomore running back. Excited for big things, not just in the Poinsettia Bowl, but for what's to come. He's fun. Oh, he's great. He's fun. Yeah. He's a happy dude. He's hilarious. And hes po- he was poking fun at himself for the fumble in the Utah game. Yeah. I like self-deprecating humor. He and
1: Johnny Linehan was saying out a lot.
0: Up next on BYU Sports Nation. More of your tweets. What position does BYU football need to recruit the most? At Ramon Rich says, I agree with O line, but would strongly add tight ends. We need to find another pit up. Yeah. Also, would you rather BYU football win the points Bowl or basketball make the tournament? Yes. Ooh. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Class back in session in Studio B. We're late. Spencer Linton, and Jerem Jordan hanging out live. If you miss an episode of this show live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern.
1: Hey, coming up Saturday, we will have a two-hour special BYU Sports Nation from San Diego, America's finest city. Now, uh, from the Fan Fest at the uh, Embarcadero uh, North Park there on the water. It's going to be awesome. Hey, uh, this was from 6 to 8 Eastern. It's now 5.30 to 7.30 Eastern. So if you're local, 2.30 to 4.30 Eastern. So come hang out. Let's be honest and real. Because we haven't been.
0: Because here's the thing. We want you to join with us, BYU Sports Nation, whether yeah, you're watching, awesome. listening, or hanging out with us in San Diego.
1: It's going to be great. So hang out with us, a uh, two-hour dish from San Diego. We, we will be live from uh, San Diego Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday as well. And it looks like I just got an email. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to look at that later. <laughs> Steve Sorensen, come on, man. <laughs> I'm doing a live show. Hey, hey! I love when someone asks me, hey, what are, what are you doing from 10 to 11? I'm like, uh, what? Yeah, I,
0: I won't be available. Twitter question today. What position does BYU football need to recruit the most? At shysocks underscore hawks says we need a like deep Chicago. threat at wide receiver, someone who can stretch the field.
1: BYU has that guy. They have that guy. It's Jonah Tridiman. They have him. He did get it against more, Toledo, right? Get more guys. How about BYU throws him the rock a little more? He got behind the defense against Cincinnati and caught the ball. It was underthrown, though. That is true. BYU has that guy. He
0: scores another touchdown. But get more
1: of them. Yeah, yeah, I agree that. throws
0: a little bit uh, out in front of him. Jerem, we haven't done this in a long time. It's a Wednesday in December. Perfect time to play Would You Rather.
1: It's Would You Rather on BYU Sports Nation. I would rather.
0: Here's how it works. We throw out a couple of scenarios, and you have to pick one or the other. That is the beauty and the pain of this idea.
1: Have most people played Would You Rather, right? You're like, would you rather have this or this? You have to pick one. You have to pick yeah. one. That's what BYU makes it fun-centric.
0: Yes, it's meant to be a little bit mentally uh, anguishing. This whole show is meant to be mentally anguishing. I don't know that it's meant. The whole show is meant to be that. It's way. in our mission
1: it, statement. It might be. Just imagine the the uh, what production the producer crew. has to go oh, through. Oh man! Now that is mentally—that's mental anguish right there. Ben Bagley, jeez, he nope. should be the highest-paid employee here. Would
0: you rather number one? Would you rather
1: BYU football win the Poinsettia Bowl or BYU basketball make the NCAA tourney? This one's easy and it's not close. Oh man, do I have to pick? Yes, you do, Ken Pomeroy. One of these has to do with an entire season. The other has to do with just one game in that season. Men's hoops making the NCAA tourney. That defines your program, whether you get in or not. 68 teams make it. If you don't make it, you don't have that good a year. You're staring at eight
0: months of an offseason in college football, thinking about the last game, a loss to Wyoming, who you feel like you should have beat. They're a seven-and-a-half-point underdog,
1: and it's Wyoming. You would have nine months to think about how you couldn't get into the tourney when 68 other teams did. Wyoming, Jerem. You
0: yeah. would rather lose to Wyoming than not make the NCAA yes. basketball
1: tournament. Clearly. You would clearly. Uh, ra- you would rather win the bowl game? No, I'd rather go to the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I'm
0: just saying, like this is not—it's not, not clear cut. It's not easy oh, because it's as man, clear as Bill Murray was in Space Jam. Nah, this team has this BYU basketball team might not make the NCAA tournament, and I would be—I would be what? okay. You wore the tourney hat the other day. I'm—I believe that they will, but I'm saying like there is always a chance that they might not. What what I'm saying is what's the
1: chance. It's would you rather. I know
0: it's would you rather, which but is why I, I answered yesterday. the question. I answered the question already. Number
1: two. Would you rather Jim or Fredette score 40 points a game in China or ride the bench in the NBA? <sighs> this one's interesting, right? Because he's getting buckets over there. But uh, you well, I would rather have him ride the pine in the NBA. Because being in the NBA, you're at the top of the sport. Playing in China is not the same. But he's averaging 40. That's cool. Listen, it's cool for us. Is he relevant nationally? No. He scored 50. It was like, poof. Hey, Jimmer scored 50. That's cool. He's making money. He's playing ball. That's cool. But it's not as cool as being in the NBA.
0: Jimmer's happier scoring 38 a game in China. Or else he wouldn't be over there. So I'd rather have him score 40 a game in China. Because he doesn't have the choice. He's happier where he can do his thing, Right. So, he
1: he was he was averaging a, a bunch of points in the D League and that wasn't good enough to make the NBA. So he doesn't have the he doesn't have the choice right now. No,
0: but he's making yeah. a ton more money playing basketball in China than he was in the D League. The,
1: but what's the exchange rate though? That's the real question. <laughs> <laughs> Does this even? Uh, I
0: promise, Jimmer's doing just fine for himself, scoring 38 yeah. points a game in China. He just seems happier. He's in his element. He's the guy. So I would rather him do that because I know that he's happy playing ball.
1: I didn't know this was about Jimmy's happiness.
0: Wow. This is my reasoning. That's my reason. That's why I am happy that he's in China.
1: <laughs> Number three. Would you rather beat Gonzaga or St. Mary's why gotta in make men's it awkward? basketball?
0: Why you got to make it awkward, Jerem?
1: Because it's good TV, man.
0: <laughs> would you rather Gonzaga or St. Mary's?
1: You answer first. I don't
0: know. St. Mary's. Guns- what, I, I respect Gonzaga. They are the higher-ranked team. But the thought of losing to St. Mary's compared to losing to Gonzaga just crushes me to the very soul. I
1: Wow, then your happiness level would be low.
0: I Gonzaga like when BYU beats St. Mary's.
1: Gonzaga, it would mean more for BYU's resume. What if, though,
0: they're both top 20 teams?
1: Gonzaga's better, and they will be better.
0: Coming up, more of your Twitter responses, plus which former BYU basketball player you can watch on Facebook Live tonight. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by
1: DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Sports time. It's time for the Cougar whip Around Football. Football. We're one week away, yo, from the Point Steady Bowl, BYU and the Wyoming Cowboys in San Diego, one week from today. Jimmer.
0: Fredette is the Asia Basketball Player of the Month for November. He is averaging 38 points a game, 8.7 rebounds a game, while shooting 41% from the three-point line. Last night, Fredette scored his season average 38 in a Shanghai Sharks win over Stephon Marbury's Beijing Ducks.
1: Volleyball. Amy Boswell is a first-team All-American named by the American Volleyball Coaches Association. Last year, she was a third-teamer. McKenna Miller named to the third team this year. One of only five freshmen to make one of the three All-American teams. Soccer.
0: Michelle Vasconcelos was named to the Hero Sports All-America team. One of just 11 Division I players named to that squad.
1: Cougars in the association. Kyle Collinsworth and the Texas Legends play the Reno Bighorns. These are real names. Tonight at 8 Eastern, you can watch that game on Facebook Live on the NBA D-League's Facebook page.
0: Boom. Future guests include President Coach Steve Cleveland. What does he think about BYU's win... And meaningful win in that over Colorado. And what does he anticipate the Cougars will do against Illinois, the United Center in Chicago? Mm. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need the most, DexterLaw.com.
1: Goes to Jim or Fredad because he's better than Stefan Marbury. We weren't sure until last night, slash this morning, whatever it is, because <laughs> he's in China. It's different.
0: He's averaging 38 points a game.
1: That's
2: wait, unbelievable. Wait, now, now, wait
1: a minute. Stephon Marbury played in the game, right? Or he just owns the team or something? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. He
2: there played was some confusion. in the yes, game. Yes,
1: Jimmer Fredette greater than Stephon Marbury. We weren't sure until they went head-to-head. Because what's better than head-to-head? Even if Stephon Marbury is, like, in his uh, late 30s.
0: Twitter question. What position does BOA football need to recruit the most? At Melocopter, says wide receiver. I really missed Mitch Matthews, Devon Blackman, and Taron Houck this year. Jurgens and Kurtz
1: graduating makes it worse. Yeah, there's a lot of production there, so please make it manifest, new guys. You know what I'm saying?
0: At Brute Dr. quarterback, no heir apparent to Tanner Mangum, and he's made it clear he doesn't plan on being here forever. NFL draft, question mark?
1: Yeah, BYU's got uh, Will Stead on a mission coming back. Uh, yeah, Bo Hodge. Bo Hodge. redshirting this yes, year. Yes, yes.
0: So technically he you could d- be the guy once Tanner Mangum leaves.
1: You don't redshirt guys you don't want to keep around. So they like Bull Hunch. At
0: Nickley51, recruit to beat the likes of LSU and Wisconsin. Need linemen, linemen, and more linemen. True that. True that. Our elite tweet of the day from at CL underscore living. Jamal Fence, somebody to bring the swag.
1: I like BYU's running backs. Squally Canada, Riley Burt. I like I think, KJ Huh?
0: I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised
1: with Riley Burt next year. Thanks to Parker Da. Excuse me, that was yesterday. Who was yeah. on the show today? Max Hall. Max Hall is on the show today. Max Hall was on the show. Thanks to Max. <laughs> and Squally Canada. <laughs>
0: Squally! Show on demand. Download the podcast on iTunes for Jeremiah and Spencer. Shout out to Lou Andrus. We're back to work tomorrow. We're going to be honest.